If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Episode Oh. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. What a dick. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Please clap. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap Please clap. It's showtime. W-A-A-T-P. W-A-A-T-P. Hello, everybody. It's the Cousins. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show featuring fake Kevin Brennan's and real doctors. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, making a rare appearance on a regular episode, and this time it's not even Vito Giswaldi's fault, from the Dick Show, Dick Masterson. What's happening, Dick? What's up, Cuzaroos? Butter guys? <laughs> Good to see you, Cuzaroos. How you doing? Good right. to see you, man. I am awesome. Also, with us, a man whose sexuality is fluid. From Weird Medicine, it's Dr. Steve. Hello. I am a boner guy. <laughs> Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And you can watch the unedited live show while we record it, as so many people are doing right now. And, of course, uh, we just did part 13 of Easy For You To Say, yeah. which is uh, a must-listen. John has a whole chapter just about Chelsea Handler's account. With a surprise ending. <laughs> yes, <okay. laughs> so uh, you definitely want to check that out. And, of course, Dick's on here because we're celebrating a week from today. We'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm. Doing a live dick show. Who are these podcasts crossover? Yeah, I wanted to get sick of you before we get there. That's why I wanted to do this episode. (laughs) Right. I was going to use up all my jokes today uh what's speaking of jokes what's up with that shirt are you a boogaloo boy now what's going on yes. is that a three percent dog whistle is that what you're saying with that jesus christ when he roasted on my own show it's contagious it's good to see you again dr steve i didn't even recognize you do you have some kind of like aging filter on or yeah. <laughs> no i'm actually old Oh, wow. I'll kill my. How old are you? I got to kill myself before I get oh, that Jesus, old. Jesus, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost sixty eight. So. <laughs> yeah, last time I saw you, we were at Scores, and I was making it rain uh, because I just had to get rid of a hundred dollars because it was not my scene in there. But anyway, long 
Long story. <laughs> Would I any of you ladies like money? <laughs> that just seems so smooth. <laughs> He's got Never heard in a strip club before, ever. <laughs> also, we encourage anyway. our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts, and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called Maintenance Phase. This was a suggestion from Daniel Ogburn. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. The show hosted by Aubrey Gordon and Michael Hobbs. Aubrey is a very big woman. She wrote a book called You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People. She's mm. one of these uh, obese people who's very proud of her shape and yeah. lifestyle and will do anything to defend it. The irony of listening to this while I'm like simultaneously wishing for a neti pot slash time machine to get coke out of my head. I'm like, this is like, this is really like making me angry that these two are just building up their addiction and excusing it. And I'm just suffering for mine. Like this is, uh, it really made me hate them more. Yeah, this is not a fun show to listen to when hungover. That I can mm-hmm. uh, certainly tell you. So I'm going to start out with a clip here. And uh, the episode that I checked out, I guess... The medical community has upgraded the guidelines for obese children, and uh, that's what they're talking about here. Aubrey's already upset about this. I feel like I am, like, getting ready to be full of rage. It's like a little propeller on your head that, like, I get to spin around when yeah. <laughs> when we do these episodes. And I, I, I can just imagine that and you're just going to oh, lift off geez. out of your seat. <laughs> Just getting ready for a liftoff. So today we are talking about the American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines on the treatment of childhood obesity. Mm. So Aubrey's full of rage and tacos and chips and candy bars. (laughs) (laughs) She marks the first time that she's full of anything. So let's uh, let's get into these new guidelines real quick. I like that propeller hat, like go that's go go gadget copter, but it's like go 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 gadget copter. They released the last set of guidelines in 2007. The general approach for those was watchful waiting. If your kid is fat, they'll probably outgrow it. We don't need to do anything aggressive. This year in January, they updated the guidelines. And recommended a much more aggressive approach. The thing that got the most media coverage was the fact that they are now recommending weight loss drugs and bariatric surgery for kids as young as 12. All right. So I have Dr. Steve on here because I wanted to talk to you about some of these things that they're saying. Now, uh, full disclosure, since the uh, pandemic, I've kind of been uh, frowning upon the medical community a little bit there, Dr. Steve. Uh, So I talked about it. I kind of think that um, this whole thing where, like, let's change the guidelines where uh, these kids have to get on drugs and have surgery kind of helps the the medical community because those things cost money. <laughs> well, uh, well, okay, if I prescribe a drug, I don't make anything from it, but I, you know, I do have make money off of the the rechecks. But you're going to see those people anyway. You charge the same. But the the thing about this is, if you read the guidelines, which I did in the 20 minutes between the time you told me what episode we were doing and now uh, they're not recommending all they're doing is saying 
if you do the lifestyle changes and you do the behavioral changes and all of these things and that fails and the kid is at high risk for having complications from their obesity, then you can consider this stuff. And I find it interesting. I I just wonder, and this is I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I wonder if they're totally cool with gender assign- reassignment surgery, less than, you know, in 12-year-olds, but they're upset about, uh, you know, bariatric surgery for a kid that's at risk of dying from their obesity down the road. Oh, you're getting so, us canceled over here, Dr. Steve. Come on. <laughs> I'm just... I, I, <laughs> right, I, I just right of the trans kid talk. Right of, right of no, my, I just find that the... I, I just wonder what their position is on that because, you know, we're doing... Uh, it is invasive, absolutely invasive, but if you read the guidelines, it is absolutely a last resort. All right. Dr. Steve, do you think that maybe a step after checking if their lifestyle changes uh, happened, checking if their diet changes have happened, the third step might be, if that didn't work, to call them a liar? <laughs> <laughs> that actually pretty interesting, uh, and you know, listen, I'm, I mean, you get me on. I'm always a bummer, but if you, uh, there is a thing called doubly labeled water, and if you take uh, someone who is uh, obese and they hate that word, but whatever you want to call it, they're fat. We have other words. Yeah, we, do. we do. We have all kinds of other words that we can use, but uh, I think obese is probably the nicest one. So, but if you have someone with, um, you know super obesity, uh, and you do this thing called doubly labeled water, or what you could do is you tell them, write down everything that you eat during the day and estimate, uh, you know, the portions and all this stuff. And then when they give them the doubly labeled water, they can tell how many calories they actually took in. And the difference between the caloric, like you calculate from what their diaries said they ate, well, they ate 1,100 calories. And what they actually did was like 13,000 calories. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and it, I get so it though, Dr. Steve. Yeah. Ask me how many beers I had yesterday. <laughs> two. Exactly. I have two. Right, right. Well, my <laughs> My mother-in-law is morbidly obese, and she says, well, I only eat one meal a day, but it starts at 7 in the morning and it ends at 11 o'clock at night. And then one day she... 2050. She came to me. She came to me once and said, I'm on a new diet. I just eat jelly beans all day long. It's like, okay, well. Oh, God. Well, at least they're beans. uh, You could call those people liars, but scientifically what we think is that they are just absolutely incapable of uh, determining how much they're actually taking in, and that it's actually oh, a brain yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure oh, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, me too. I have that. <laughs> I, Why I, are you texting that girl? A fucking brain uh, issue <laughs> that I, I don't know. That's not even me. <laughs> yeah, it may be a target for treatment down the road where we can re-ratchet re, re those uh, brain uh, neurons to say, hey, this yeah. is how much you're actually eating. But anyway. I have one more clip, and then I'll let you take over, Dick, and figure out what uh, you were listening to but i think it's important that we get the trigger warnings out of the way early on first of all this is going to include a lot of like triggery eating disorder weight loss calorie stuff Mm. it's also going to include the word obesity a lot which is not a word that either one of us like or use but in the context of these studies because they are exclusively based on BMI categories. They're upset with words like weight loss and calories. <laughs> Those are concerning words. Like, I get it. I don't want anyone to say sobriety or alcohol free <laughs> health. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and the thing is, is relative. 0.24 means a lot to a lot of different people, okay? I'm a big guy, I'm a lot bigger than you. 
I know I they haven't don't had like... anything to eat today. <laughs> <laughs> I know they don't like BMI, but the gold standard for measurement of body composition is a thing called dual energy X-ray absorptiometry. We're not going to say that. that what? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> well, you guys. <laughs> So the BMI is like a neutron star. You're bombarding them with subatomic yes. particles to see how yes. fat they are. Well, you know, oh, high, wow. High how much does that photons. cost? Yeah, it's it's very expensive. And the BMI is correlated with that pretty well. So you can do uh, just do the BMI. And for most people, it will correlate with body fat. Now, they're right. There are some people it doesn't. But a thing that's fun to do. Is uh, Google laugh at X- fat people? <laughs> <laughs> Google uh, uh, f- whole body X-ray image of an obese person and look at it compared to a person who isn't obese. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing what they're carrying around. So, are they still gross even in an X-ray? <laughs> I just love that we could have a trillion dollar machine like in contact that we could put a fat person in and they would go beep boop beep boop. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> I could be like, yes, we fucking got you, you fucking man. Get out of They're here. They're not big bones. It costs us half a trillion dollars, but you are nice. fat. <laughs> yeah, you know it when you see it. Busted. All right, Dick, what do but you got? A BMI does have limitations, but it correlates pretty well in most people, no question about it. Yeah, that. it's limited it's by uh, three digits. That's the limitation <laughs> of the BMI scale. Uh, here's the intro to the show I have with a bunch of fat laughter. I wish I would have clipped all the fat laughter out of this one. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Welcome to Maintenance Phase, the podcast that doesn't talk about myths when we talk about fat. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to blend your first book and your second book. My two mouthfuls of titles. <laughs> they love that one. Mouthfuls, hmm. puns, anything related to that. See, um, why is it triggering? Right? Because isn't that that's like the N word for black people? They're like, yeah. we can say it. We oh, can make jokes like this. Okay, uh, yeah, we can say mouthfuls. That makes sense. Uh, here is here's What's their up, They have like. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, okay, here is uh, they have like a war against calories in, calories out. I don't know why this. Uh, that's what this. Mm-hmm. There's a chapter about why the BMI sucks, and there's a chapter about why calories in, calories out sucks. Okay, but here's the point of the book. Here, here, here. Okay. This, is the, this is the point of the book by, from her fans. Okay, I know you made this whole, like, whatever, three-hour arc about the BMI and the obesity epidemic, but can you give me five pages that I can hand to my doctor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or can you give me, you know, like, a little packet that I can give to my family to tell them why they need to lay off my little brother about oh. his size? Yeah, I Do can give want- you a thousand studies that show why this is important. But anyway, go ahead. They want, like, a, a pamphlet they can go into their doctor with, yeah. so they'll stop. Yeah, that'll go over real lose well. weight that that goes Here over go. really well when you come in and you confront your doctor and say you know everything that that all, all your science stuff is bullshit you can find people that'll go along with that and they will take your money but um you but know wait a second dr steve what if someone has yeah. a permission slip <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would have been exactly. signed by an adult. I mean, then they're, then they're allowed to eat whatever they want, right? <laughs> Doc, I got this permission slip. It came with a book that I have, Myths About Fat Eating. And I think you'll agree that this all checks out. It's from a lady online. <laughs> yeah, it's from a lady who weighs 500 pounds. She seems to know what she's talking about. If the, if they read this thing, it actually has whole sections on weight bias and how yes. physicians should they not talk about be. That. 
Yeah, yep. okay. All right, good. But good, it's, it's good. not it's not okay. good enough. Actually, this is kind it's of funny. Snammer, yes. Because here's a, a clip from this where they yada 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 over the health concerns in this <laughs> thing. Okay. So then we have a couple paragraphs about health stuff. It's like type two diabetes, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to read this stuff because we we've all read these paragraphs a million times. <laughs> so the most important elements of this, like, yeah, type two diabetes, yada, 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 heart disease, whatever. Uh, Lose your foot. Blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> Blood pressure. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we've all heard this before. And then check out this clip right here because uh, I think, Dr. Steve, you might have an issue with this. This kind of rhetoric of sort of like, it's for your health, is the thing that you sort of shout out loud and then quietly into your research paper say, we didn't look at anything about health. Yeah, we're Is how we get this like wild difference in public opinion between sort of like what people think is the issue with fatness Mm -hmm. and what researchers are even outlining as the issue with fatness, right? right? Like this is how you get to the point where people really think someone just gets so fat that they drop dead. And that's like a way that people die. Dr. Steve is just running. You don't see a lot of fat 80 year olds, right? Because they all went off to like a fat utopia where they live happily. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, I mean, uh, childhood uh, obesity and adolescence associated with uh, bad psychological and emotional health, stress, depressed symptoms, low self-esteem. And then that's just the psychological stuff. You know, uh, there's type 2 diabetes, hypertension, uh, uh, metabolic syndrome is the thing that we worry about that causes um, heart attacks and stroke down the, the line and, and increases mortality and decreases lifespan. So, I mean, that's what they're trying to do. This, this document is actually pretty woke in the yeah. sense that it, it, I'm, that it talks about, you know, equity and racial disparity and stuff like that. I, I would think that people would look at this and say, hey, they really tried to be very inclusive and all that stuff. I have a clip right here, Dr. Steve, is exactly what you're talking about. But okay. as far as like acknowledging everything that we say on this show this document is pretty good like right after this little excerpt that we read there's a long section on racism there's a long section on toxic stress and minority stress and then there's a section on weight stigma huh why the fuck this is about (laughs) childhood obesity and there's a long section about racism in there (laughs) what (laughs) let me let me go to the racism section and see what they were talking about i'd rather not um okay not about racism anymore (laughs) yeah seriously i i think what it is is that obese kids of color had uh increased uh, stress and uh, harassment compared to non-kids of color. That's what they were talking about. I mean, they, they really tried to do that to please these people, right. but they used the O word and oh my God. Well, it's funny you say that because they see right through it and they think oh, this is just lip uh, service. Mm. <laughs> they will say all of these things, but then do nothing with them. Lip service, lip service, lip service. And yeah. unfortunately, the lip service is pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> but Ooh. the lip service is like, yeah, you're you're saying all the stuff that we've been wanting you to say, but yeah. we would also like you to do something about it. Well, oh, I don't do think. What? Yeah, no, what? Exactly. What do you want to solve? They're gonna solve racism. <laughs> what do you What do you want them to do? The American doctors. Academy of Pediatrics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to yeah. paint black fat kids orange so they don't get hit by a bus? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's one solution. And speaking of solutions. 
Yeah, the bullying of fat kids is really a problem, which is why we need to eliminate fat kids and make them all thin. We're like, I don't think that's the solution. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> it's it actually is. one of the great. solutions. Uh, is there going to be like a magic pill that makes pe- fat people skinny and they're going to be like, this is like fat, ar- like you're you're giving up your culture. <laughs> you're eliminating like, yeah, people. What a word, eliminating. I, I like that idea, though, yeah. where it's like, I, I could be like, yeah, I, I could get braces and fix my teeth, but other people should just shut up about it. Instead, <laughs> just stop bullying me. Uh, I've got this this myth that they go into. It takes up a lot of the podcast where they're really like they're really bitter about uh, they're really sensitive about their food addiction coming from an emotional place. Uh, here's the setup. This is myth number nine. Fat people are emotionally damaged and cope by eating their feelings. Okay, so then uh, here's the uh, I guess here's the punchline of it. That did not feel that way to Dr. Felitti. It's so weird to me. He asked this patient sort of what happened. As they were talking, she said that a coworker had expressed interest in sleeping with her, and okay. that really flipped her out. She disclosed also that she had a long history of childhood sexual abuse. <laughs> okay, well, I guess why would that be? What? Why would people think that eating would be a cover? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind part of it, right? Like, well, you eat because you got emotional trauma, right? right? How dare you? How dare you suggest something like that? And then here's even one of the hosts put, puts her two cents in, put two pounds in on the on the mirror. Before, where have you heard it the most? Are there sort of like common sources of it in your life? Actually, the main source of it is my mom. Mm, one of her okay. main struggles was emotional eating all right so for me that actually became like one of the templates that i used to understand fatness when i was mm-hmm. younger and like my mom was the only person who i had ever heard talk about fatness okay so uh this is the myth that they're emotionally damaged yeah i don't even know anybody like that well except for like my mom yeah right. <laughs> except for people in my immediate family yeah. otherwise yeah. i don't know anything about that it can't be true except for like my image of god like my mother who <laughs> yeah. i like learned everything from like you know and i don't know this example where somebody was raped is it it's just, it's just like a stupid myth that <laughs> yeah. chuds say to each other so they can so they can make us feel worse about ourselves like we're damaged here is the takeaway that they had from reading this this research paper that you were checking out dr steve The prevalence of childhood obesity has gone from 5% in 1963 to 19% in 2017. Mm. This is something I've only started noticing once I started doing the show with you. They often note that the the baseline is not 0%. Mm. So there's presumably always some number of kids who are just fat. Well, that's not the takeaway there. It's, It's quadrupled. (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem here he's like yeah but it was never zero well <laughs> good for you <laughs> yeah all right you're winning yeah all right so one quarter of the kids who are obese in 2017 would have been obese in 1963 all right well, they won't be happy until it's zero these bullies <laughs> yeah i know these trump loving chuds they yeah. won't be happy until none of us exist anymore like well just th- thin that's and then, all. And then here's another fun example of, um, so they're talking about people gaining weight during the pandemic. The COVID-19 pandemic has significantly affected the lives and routines of children and adolescents. Uh-oh. In one analysis, the pandemic period was associated with a doubling in the rate of BMI increase compared to the pre-pandemic period. 
And I was like, a doubling in the rate of BMI increase. Oh, is it like three quarters of a pound or some shit? No, it's basically during the the first nine months of the pandemic, yep. quote unquote, normal weight kids gained three pounds and fat kids gained six pounds. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, is that noteworthy? <laughs> Fine. But also like... Do I really give a shit about like three extra pounds? <laughs> so, I think they're missing That's the how. point. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> That's on three pounds. Hey, six, by the way, you fat bitch. The th- skinny kids gained three pounds. The fat ones gained six. Well, think about that though, Dick. If it's three pounds and there's 20 million skinny kids, that's 60 million pounds. It's, you know, the math's pretty easy to do here. That's, that's a lot of weight people put on. <laughs> but uh, they just miss it. We all fucking gained weight in the pandemic. Surely, like, if there's one time. Where everyone could just gain some weight and everyone else could shut the fuck up about it. It's the pandemic. And also, like, no one could shut up about it. Absolutely nobody could shut up about it. But they weigh three more pounds. I'm like, but they're alive. It's a research paper. They're not supposed to shut up about it. (laughs) (laughs) I know those are facts, but give them to yourself, please. What does but they're alive mean? Like, yeah, they gained three pounds, but they're alive. Were they going to die? <laughs> if, they, if they hadn't gained those three pounds, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are they putting on winter weight or something? Dude, I, I can't make any sense of this thing. They're very upset about something. I'm not even sure what it is. Because like you said, Dr. Steve, um, this is a very woke paper. It, it talks about how one of the biggest problems with being obese as a child is getting picked on and having low self-esteem. Correct. So if that was the only thing. If there were no health concerns, that would right. be reason enough to maybe get into shape, I would think. Totally agree. And they do, you know, the paper even talks about that if you do self-directed dieting because of peer pressure, that that increases your risk of, uh, you know, yo-yo dieting where, you know, your weight goes up and down. But what they're recommending is a structured program that goes on for some time where the kids come in and they have motivational interviewing, and there's a lot of different things. And what studies have shown is that even six years after treatment, they don't have bulimia. They don't have as much emotional eating or binge eating or the drive for thinness. They don't have that. It just normalizes them. That's what they're proposing in this paper. And I, I think it's a reasonable approach, to be honest with you. I don't Honestly, know I thought what wasn't reasonable about. was when they said before these guidelines, what the pediatric, pediatric yeah, um, just, guidelines eh, were, were just like, yeah, maybe they'll it. get skinny later. <laughs> right. just, just, just keep an eye on the kid. Leave it for the internist to deal <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, right. That, that seemed a little bit <laughs> bizarre to me. <laughs> what were they talking about on the episode you checked out, Dick? Uh, let me see. I got, I got many more emotional reasons to eat. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So they talk about, um, they talk about like a crash diet system that this doctor, uh, had. Let me, let me play one of these for you and why it, why it didn't work. Is this whole show about eating? I mean, there's a different episode and they're still talking about eating. Well, they're fat. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dr. Steve, what else are they going to talk about? Sports? Yeah. I'm getting hungry, too. Uh, <laughs> What's your favorite baseball team? Shut up and pass the chips. Yeah. Right. <laughs> are, all, are all your episodes about medicine, Dr. Steve? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair, fair. Okay. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> what do you think they're, what else are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> your doctor, who was sort of in charge of your weight loss, sees you and has some expression on his face or says something awful. And then and then you've got to explain that, like, oh, right, I wasn't starving myself anymore. Yeah, yeah. I started eating food like a human. I was eating... <laughs> 
This is why they got fat again after the treatment, right? Because I was eating again like a human here. So they got skinny and then they got hugely fat again. All right. The, Here's their take on that. Okay. No, go I ahead. Thought. Here you go. With these fucking programs, I never know. Like, what did you expect yeah. to, to happen? Yeah. Of course, when somebody eats like one fifth of what you need to live, they okay. lose weight. And of course, when they go back to eating normal amounts of food, they return to their previous size. I don't. Normal amounts of food. Right. So you go with <laughs> one fifth of what you need to live, which you're still alive. So obviously not. But then what do you expect <laughs> to happen yeah, good point. when you go back to eating normal amounts of food? Right. This is what that uh, InfiniFat woman, Ash, always says is she goes, dieting is bullshit because 98% of diets, the people put their weight back on. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's because they're fucking up. It's because they're doing <laughs> yeah, it. Right. It's not that dieting is, is bad. It's just right. that they're bad at dieting. Yes. They just stop. They, get, yeah. they quit. They just quit. What do you expect me to eat less food than I want to eat all the time forever? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cut I mean, kind of. Four to five helpings. That's it. <laughs> For everyone who's ever had their beers counted, yes, that is what everyone wants. So Aubrey Gordon is an author. She's written a couple of books, as we've mentioned here. She's been featured in the New York Times. But I bet you didn't know, because I do the deep research, that she's also an actor. And I actually grabbed something from her acting reel right here. Oh. Enough for one week Dr. Steve gave a very disappointed look. And that whole, that whole set up and execution. He's, what like, she did. he's like, Jesus Christ. Not cool, Carl. This is the kind of show I'm on right now. Job of the Hunt jokes now. Job of the Hunt. I love that expression on Steve's face. He's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> thought we were going to get serious about this. Yeah. Uh, uh, here is, I always love here's, a Star Wars reference. Here's the last quote I have on uh, trauma and how and how they're uh, it's definitely not not emotional trauma that's causing them uh, to have a food addiction. Here you go. Whether or not trauma makes people fat, I would argue there are lots of fat people for lots of reasons, some of whom yeah. have experienced major life trauma, some of whom haven't. Just like thin people, imagine. Yeah. Just like thin people, bro. <laughs> yeah. Who are? I mean, they're not eating, so uh, and they have trauma. It's not like they're addicted to heroin or being right. a whore or what, right? Like, it's like, did you think it through even a little bit? Like, no. I can't be. It can't be trauma because thin people have trauma and they're not addicted to anything. <laughs> yeah, that very really? little thought got put into that. <laughs> Fat brain. Okay. We then get to the section that you've been waiting for, Aubrey, where they talk about the use of the BMI as a screening and diagnosis no. tool. <laughs> <laughs> that, those are scary letters right there. <laughs> and um, so, Dr. Do Steve. Do they advocate for dual x-ray absorptiometry? I, not that I heard. No, no, you're the first no. person I've ever heard say that. To cook a pizza, yes, they do advocate for that. So we talked about this when we were in Nashville, Steve, and uh, you came on to talk about Ash, and they were complaining about physicians 
and physicians right. tell them not to eat as much, or they want to get them on a, a scale and weigh them, and this is a huge problem. Right. One of the right. most common stigmatizing experiences that fat people report in the doctor's office is being lectured about weight loss before or even in the absence of talking about whatever symptoms or concerns brought them in to begin with, and that has been and continues to be the prevailing instruction given to medical students and it's now baked into our insurance system yeah, such yeah, yeah. that <laughs> if doctors want to be paid for their work they are required to report not only the patient's bmi but also that they were counseled on weight loss right. that is right. required in order to get paid for your work as a healthcare provider mm-hmm. that is but nanas to me that like medical institutions right now today are deciding to ignore or refusing to engage with this thing that is like very popularly discussed as being very terrible and a reason to avoid care that is chocolate covered bananas (laughs) that they're using bmi (laughs) and then luxuring baked right in no, we listen, uh, there are ways to approach folks when they come in. If somebody with cancer comes in, but they they want to talk about influenza. Stop having can cancer, stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, cut down on cancer. Yeah, there's way too much cancer going on. So I, I, I think if, if that's happening, it's bullshit. I don't disagree with them on that, that that's bullshit. It's not a good way to approach this if you're going to be off-putting. But uh, this value-based stuff that they're talking about, we get paid if they come in and we just treat their influenza or whatever it is. Uh, you know, you, you get paid for the office visit. What they're talking about is this thing called value-based uh, compensation where you have a large group of physicians and you try to get the uh, amount of diabetes down and the amount of obesity down to promote health right. in the community. And when you do that, then, yes, you could get a bump so in wait, your compensation you at the end of the year. you ever have the insurance company come to you and go, yeah, but did you lecture her about her obesity? No, you're gonna have to. No, you're gonna have to do not. that next time, doctor. We're gonna need yeah, you to start lecturing do, these people. Come fat. Why do insurance companies do that? Because they do actuarials, and they know that people who have, you know, are in that super obese category have more utilization of services because they tend to, you know, have more medical problems. Oh, you're part of the system. I see. That's the conspiracy. But that's I'm well. That's why the insurance companies. Uh, promote that. Whether now, listen, the insurance companies do it so they can make more money. There's no question about that. But uh, you know, the the value based stuff. Yeah, Carl and I way. care about them, the fat right. people. That's why we're right. not getting paid for this. Exactly. We're trying to get them to lose weight. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm worried about their health, Doctor Steve. You don't yeah, have. Me too. A, I want producer Chris to be around yeah, a long time. You don't have time. a conflict of interest. <laughs> the insurance companies have a conflict of interest. You do not. So uh, you're doing a service. That's correct. Here's a. Uh, Here's another kind of um, uh, uh, prejudice that fat people endure from my show. Here you go. I went to pick up my kid from school, and other kids were making fun of him for having a fat mom, and I'm not going to do that to my kid. Or my boss told me that he doesn't think I can physically do this job unless I prove to him that I can physically do that job, and for him that means me being thinner. What could that job be, I wonder? Like yeah. watching a buffet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could do this job without eating the whole buffet. No, I could do it. Isn't that I true of any job, I... though? You have to demonstrate that you can do it. Yeah, it's usually yeah. something that's true of any job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stand oh, wow. around. I don't think this job requires you to walk up those stairs. I don't think you could do that physically. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not skinny? Yeah. 
Yeah, see, um, if you're going to be a security officer, we're going to need you to, to be security for the first floor and the second floor. So I think that's where the problem is. <laughs> Deals <laughs> off. Yeah, it's it's going to be very difficult. All right, so let's find uh, out. How should you talk to uh, a patient who's uh, a little overweight or wildly overweight like this woman? The first tip is ask permission to discuss the patient's BMI and or weight. Number two, use words that are perceived as neutral by parents, adolescents, and children. Oh, God. Avoid labeling by using person-first language. No! I know. Child with obesity, not obese child, or my patient is affected by obesity, not my patient is obese. Preferred words include unhealthy weight, gaining too much weight for age, and then there's a Spanish phrase, which I'm not going to try to pronounce, that means too much weight for his or her health. Jeez. Do you know what that is, Steve? No, I have that. no idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious. His or her health. Jesus. Or details. Before, before you go to the <laughs> third rule, recognize that discussing BMI with children, adolescents, and families, even when using non-stigmatizing <clears throat> language and preferred terms, can elicit strong emotional responses. It was burrito grande. Is the term? That'd be a fun, <laughs> that'd be a fun thing to call. I am cochina. sadness or anger, acknowledging Boy, and validating those responses while keeping the focus Bandoses. on the child's health can help to strengthen the relationship. Between oh, now you're just showing off. <laughs> Look at the big chichis on this little boy. I can tell you're All from right. Arizona. That's a perfect uh, accent. Nutrition <laughs> or other oh. primary health care provider. And patient and family to support ongoing care. Oh, my God. Can you? So listen, listen, listen. Thoughts? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so you can't win with this because now they're trying to change the language, Steve, so these people don't get yes. offended. But then they're offended by that, too. They're offended by that. So that's what I don't understand. They, they're actually offended by this? Yes. I mean... Look, yeah, we're trying not to say this patient is diabetic. It's a patient with diabetes. They're not alcoholic. They're a patient with, you know, substance abuse disorder. That's, that's, that's a great time. How fucking dare you? Who's right. <laughs> <laughs> under, under a lot of stress and pressure. So I don't know. What do, they, do they say what they want us to say? No, no. They, you can't ever figure out the yeah. right thing because that would mean they have to start losing weight. Like, if you figured out the correct yeah. way to call them fat, they would say, right. okay, that was the correct way. Now I'm going to lose 80 pounds. <laughs> fair, fair. And why do they That's prefer like fatness over obesity? The yeah. terms. Fatness yeah. sounds yeah, like something we mind. came up with to be funny, and obesity is obviously uh, clinical sounding. Well, and Vinny's got a, a bit in his stand-up. We, were just, uh, we just saw Anthony Jeselnik last night, and Vinny was hosting the show, and he talks about how they want to change it to person of size. Yeah. It's like, I'm not yeah. a POS. Why, why are you calling me a <laughs> POS? Right? That's not, that's not good. <laughs> well, there's this thing called the euphemism treadmill. And so words like idiot used to actually be a medical term. And then it got, you know, co-opted by the public. And, you, you know, you're a fucking idiot. And now we can't use that as a medical term anymore. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 it was a doctor. <laughs> but moron, uh, retard, all those things were at one point medical fun. terms that were accepted. So now obesity is falling into the uh, euphemism treadmill somehow. But people are choosing to be offended by that. People don't go, <laughs> you're obese. You know, they say you're a fat ass or something. I don't ever use it pejoratively. I don't understand this. I really That's what happened to the F slur, too. You used to go into the doctor and say, well, you're a f- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm to see if that was a medical term. There's, I don't there's so. younger people yeah, who don't was. believe you, but <laughs> I remember yeah, right. it was. It was. I yeah. remember it.
in the uh, 80s. All right, I have uh, a clip on here from a different episode, and uh, I think they're doing Patreon wrong. You can subscribe oh, yeah, at Patreon this. or at Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. They're the same audio. Same audio. <laughs> so wait, if you go to Patreon where you pay for it. You get nothing. You get the same thing you get from Apple. So I went to their Patreon. Did anybody check these guys' Patreon? No. Oh, no. Okay. Get ready for this. <laughs> this is how many subscribers they have. Paid subscribers, $3 the lowest level. 44,783. Oh, for fuck's sake. They must be making, they're one of the biggest shows on Patreon. I don't. Oh. I can't fucking believe it. Dude, if, instead of. I take back everything I ever right. said about fat people. Now I'm doing yeah. a fat positivity show. I'm just going to replace in my mind alcohol with food and yes. talk about it like that. Can I co-host? I'm, I'm in. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Why do they keep calling me fat, these assholes? <laughs> This is healthy for me. God pulls me over because I'm eating a sandwich. Fucking asshole. Fascist pig. Probably got nothing to do running my plates for fucking no reason. Oh, they go through He's my bag. He's not eating. They found all my Twinkies that I had in my bag. Like he those. doesn't go home and eat a big bowl of popcorn and beat his wife. Yeah, right. I think we could pull this off. I think with a little more practice. I think we could do it. We could I'd like to it. retract everything I've said up until this point. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. well, good for them. Yeah, good for them. They're doing. They're doing very well. Uh, here's uh, here's their take on uh, child abuse. I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe a topic for discussion. Here you go. At very young ages, like five, six, seven, their parents would place padlocks on the refrigerator or cupboard doors so that they could not access food. Yeah, that's abuse. 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 I don't know if you. If stopping your kid from just unlimited eating is That's abuse. Thrifty. <laughs> my, my mom used to put the cookies up where I couldn't reach them. Yeah. That, that was very mm -hmm. abusive of her to do that. I wanted those cookies. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you still sue her? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's really My dumb. dad kept his Playboys under his bed. Abuse. Abuse. Yeah. I wanted to get in there and beat off to them. But yeah, leave them out. Locked them up. Jesus. Just don't buy this stuff. Just or, don't or have that. it. Yeah, I just don't have it in your house. Mm. Well. Anyway. Uh, here's another gem from this one. I don't know. Maybe get your thoughts on this one, guys. There is an expectation that fat people owe everyone else an explanation for why we are the size that we are. Ooh, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> and if your explanation yeah, yeah, yeah. meets muster, which it won't, then I'll leave you alone. <laughs> we all know no, why we know. fat. Hey, I don't need an explanation. <laughs> I don't need no backstory. <laughs> needed an explanation. I've never asked an obese too much. person, why, why are you like this? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like what are you, uh, training for a marathon? Why does your body look like that? You know, I, I'm never confused by it. Oh, oh, so you're a great big fat person, huh? Why? Pop quiz, hot shot. Why are you so fat? I'm afraid that doesn't meet the muster. <laughs> I think she was thinking of mustard. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want to say it. She's like, I don't want to say mustard on my own show. Oh, by the way, uh, Aubrey seems like she'd be a real treat to be friends with. Oh, like I've been yelling at my friends about the stuff that I have been learning nonstop to the point that they are tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You're annoying. Yeah. Probably didn't take long. <laughs> and fat. Defending being fat takes so much fucking energy, and she doesn't have a lot of energy to begin with. Yeah, it's, just, it's not something that her entire lifestyle is to say that it's okay for my lifestyle to be this way. I just, what other. They should have a fat debate club where yeah. all they do is debate like fat positivity topics, and all both teams are fatter than hell, you know? <laughs> I would watch that. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's way better than like a rap battle or a roast battle. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Here's uh, they're using science to explain like they have like a vendetta against like thin white women. I don't know why they go out of their way to to call white women out. Uh, this is a two parter. Here's the first part. White women who participated in this practice that they call body surveillance, which is essentially like close monitoring of the appearance of your own body. Okay. And what they found was that those white women who engaged in body surveillance, who were hyper-focused on the look of their own body, who held anti-fat stereotypes, who held anti-fat beliefs, mm -hmm. experienced popular? less body <laughs> yes. dissatisfaction in themselves. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. These Go white, these, these goddamn white women yep. who are paying attention to their own bodies and how they look, experienced, wait for it, more body satisfaction. Yeah, mm. go figure. And uh, they how? also enjoy wearing bikinis a lot more, and they're popular on Instagram. I can't figure it out. No one calls them a big fat whale yeah. when they accidentally put their wrist in a picture on Instagram. Uh, here's, the, here's their explanation for it. They were literally looking at fat people and going, I feel better because I'm not that fat. So it's just like self-soothing uh -huh. by being around people bigger than you and be like, at least I'm not like her. <laughs> not Absolutely. really. Ew, this is all coming from emotionally like a pretty similar wellspring, right? Of just like, when I look at people who are fatter than me, I feel better about myself. So they're the sick ones. The white women who mm -hmm. are paying attention to their body are the sick ones because for somehow projectedly they're looking at fat people going, oh, at least I'm not those big fat pigs. Like, <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with just being hot. That's why we hang out with uh, Vinny. That's the exact reason. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You got to have one friend who drinks more than you uh, uh, and one friend who's fatter than you. That's how you get through life. Huh. <laughs> There are several uh, scientific studies on body surveillance. There's one on body surveillance on Instagram. Okay. And uh, it's from uh, the journal Sex Roles, examining the role of selfie feedback, investment in young adult women's body image concerns. And what they found was that women who reported higher investment in selfie feedback, in other words, they put their selfies up there and people went, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're fat or, you know, your tits are too small or whatever, more likely to express body dis dissatisfaction and drive for thinness through the uh, indirect influence of body surveillance. So just don't post on Instagram. Jesus Christ, that's an easy one, right? That's good advice all the time. Your, yeah. your tits are too small. <laughs> is that what Dr. Steve is writing? Yeah. That was right off the top of your head, Dr. Steve. Your belly makes your tits look small. <laughs> you know, when you post pictures on Instagram, people are like, you look like you have a small dick. You know, it's just fucking brutal out there. <laughs> People are mean. <laughs> uh, this was uh, an interesting thing that Aubrey says. So listen, I had a coworker at one point who described me as having a two drink personality. <laughs> That's good. Oh. A two drink <laughs> personality. It? Like I've heard of talking about like you see a girl and you go, oh, how many beers would it take? You know, but just yeah. to hang out with this person, you have to have two drinks. <laughs> two drink minimum. Their personality sucks yeah. that bad. <laughs> you can't be sober around this person. <laughs> have a few drinks before you show up with this one. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Aubrey going to be there? Yeah, yeah. You might want to yeah, yeah. have some scotch. Yeah. Yeah. Drink in the parking lot. We're all going to be out there with a cube of Ducati. <laughs> Got a tailgate before hanging out. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, and then there's this fun little ISO I got. Please clap. Oh, it reminds oh. me of another guy. Nice. Another Please guy. Clap. person. Please clap. Please clap. All right. That's just for me. Uh, here's their, <laughs> another myth that they busted uh, was glorifying obesity. Yeah, here's the intro to that one. It also feels like really weird on a couple of fronts. One, nobody really defines at any point what it means to glorify obesity, right? right. It right. is this total floating signifier that sounds really damning, and people can just reach up into the ether and grab it and pull it down and right. apply it to whatever they want, slap that on whatever they want. Glorifying something means publicly praising it. Yeah, that's your like, show. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, real women have curves and healthy at any size. Yeah, and, and Lizzo's in Star Wars. To... Yeah, <laughs> Lizzo, Lizzo's big fat ass playing a flute, singing about how fat she is to a bunch of fat black women. Like I, I can't. No one's ever defined it <laughs> yeah. properly, Carl. No one can give you an explanation of what glorifying obesity is. A big fat woman on a Gatorade ad. Yeah, selling you, you know, Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, fat yeah. suit editions. Yeah, <laughs> right. Total mystery. No idea. Um, here is, uh, and here is, you know, they they wish that they would live in a world where we did glow, uh, glorify obesity. Right. I would fucking love if we publicly praised some fat people some more. If only we had one fat woman that we would praise. <laughs> right, right, right. Just one. Like by, the, by the way, Rosa Parks, has this woman women. never been to an opera? Because I think that she'd be so excited about this. Like everyone's going to their feet because this woman's coming out. This is amazing. Yeah, you can't leave until the fat lady sings. Yeah. It's absolutely right. We have tons of fat celebrities. If we're going to use that, literally word. tons. <laughs> yeah, what are the stats on that? Yeah, I'm looking at a list of fat celebrities, and they actually list Kathleen Turner on there. That's sort of unfortunate. How about rewriting medical documents to not offend fat people? Like, is yeah. that glorifying <laughs> yeah. obesity? Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Anything else that you have, uh, Dick, that you wanted to play? I don't think so. I think I have I one know. more. They get very excited when there's paintings of fat people. This oh. gets them very excited. Remember when I went to that museum in Amsterdam and I kept texting you with the paintings of fat people? Yes! It's <laughs> like, Aubrey, look. Look at all these fatties! <laughs> it's like another painting of a fat person. This is great! Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I guess I don't have that much fun in museums. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that exciting to me. Good for him, though. What is Michael Hobbs's deal, by the way? Does anyone figure that out? Because he's a normal guy, seemingly, who's on the show with this truck talking about <laughs> obesity for some reason uh, i guess is he like guess pierce brosnan no oh, <laughs> oh jesus uh, oh wait here okay here i do have this one they're talking about um how people with trauma maybe they don't need to lose weight and let me see if this is good for dr feliti this was not evidence of like hey maybe my clinic is built on a foundation of sand right like maybe this lady doesn't need to lose weight she does. <laughs> <laughs> no matter why, no Here's matter what the opinion. reason is why she's second fat. She's, yep, you do. You yeah, do she does. She does need to. Don't care if it's for what, whatever happened to her. It's just time to lose some weight. No. Isn't it interesting? They bring up the COVID pandemic, but don't talk about the fact that obesity was one of the major issues yes. and complications for yep. COVID. 
I mean, this was the the one Joe Rogan. I think was the only person on the fucking planet who was saying, "Hey, maybe what you should do is exercise and work out, get into shape." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so many of my patients that were under 65 that got um, the, you know, Paxlovid or Molnupiravir or other treatments got it because they were had a BMI of greater than 35. Oh, he said and the BMI word. Uh, God, oh, Steve. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. so offensive. Can you, is that like the knights who say knee? You can go to Comic Con if there's a big line for food. You go BMI, BMI. Oh, yeah, I'll try it. Very effective. I'll try it with uh, Vito in Philly this next week. Yeah, we got to do it the live show. Yeah. BMI. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else you guys want to uh, hit from this show? Maintenance phase. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I might have this one. What's Let's wrong move to with you? Yeah. One For more. folks who experience childhood abuse, yeah. it's much easier to believe that there is something fundamentally wrong with you that you need to fix in order to be accepted by other people. Mm. And my guess is that that includes weight loss, right? Mm. Oh, okay. I don't think that's the reason why people want them to lose weight. Right. So they'll be accepted. It's just like it's uh seems like it sucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not a lot of Coming up with excuses to miss gym class gets fucking tedious. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't I don't really like, you know, always like drinking. It's just like yeah. I do it all the time. <laughs> I admit- <laughs> all right. We should uh, all right. I, we should accept everyone as they are, but we should also promote health. So there you go. That's my disclaimer. Okay. And Thank then how you. do you feel about black people, Dr. Steve? If you want to go on, <laughs> you want to go on record? <laughs> we should accept everyone <laughs> and promote health. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I got an endorsement from one Donald J. Trump that I'm very excited about. I, oh, Donald wow. J. Trump, hereby endorse Carl Hamburger from Who Are These Podcasts for the office of most savage club-footed motherfucker on the planet. Many people are saying that his takes on stuttering John are hot and that his insight into the psyche of Greg Opie Hughes is second only to that of legendary radio personality Anthony Cumia himself. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, Mr. Trump. That shit's getting way too good. Did you hear the one I played last uh, episode where it was me? Yes. Someone made yes. an AI voice of me talking about raping children, and it, it was, was quite amazing. disturbing. The Let's same, hear it. The same guy who sent me that one, actually, the Donald Trump one, uh-huh. sent, uh, sent that nonsense to me as well. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can. What a oh, sicko! Gosh. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to find it. I don't know how I have these things organized in my. That's email. okay. I can imagine you saying you're raping children. <laughs> yeah, you can probably imagine. It. <laughs> what an asshole! Everyone, just imagine it. It's the same, um, guys. I want to quickly pivot to some Howard Stern stuff. Um, if you guys have uh, Steve, if you want to hang out for a minute, absolutely. All right, cool. Because my buddy Mike listens to Howard Stern, and he was shooting me notes this week. He's like, "Oh, there's some things that you might want to." To check out Nick Cannon was on the Howard Stern show. And 
Dick, I don't know how you feel about uh, Howard Stern. I'm pretty convinced at this point that he's a gay man. Oh, hmm. I, I never would have thought that before, but there's always been rumors yeah. with him and Ralph. And I guess uh, Ralph failed a lie detector test about being gay. So oh, it's very man. odd. Now, I've heard a lot of guests on your show, The Dick Show. I've heard a lot of guests on uh, Weird Medicine. I've never heard you guys talk about how big someone's penis is. It seems like an odd thing for hmm. guys to talk about. But Howard Stern seems to be obsessed with it. Listen, yeah. I'm not, kidding, I'm not telling anything out of school. Nick's got nine inches, right? You told <laughs> oh, me that. Go, man. No, well, hey. Why do we no. got to? <laughs> well, it's important to say. To be, trying to be on a high and, frequency, and, talk about the daily cannon. No, no, no. So <laughs> is Howard right? You do not, in general, wear a condom. What the fuck is that hair? Oh, I know. That wig is brutal. You're talking about Howard's wig. <laughs> is Barbara Walters dead and she gave her her hair? That was what a Cardiff Electric filter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that that's a filter? Oh, shit. <laughs> it kind of looks like a potato with a wig on it. Oh, no. She looks All better. Right. She's fine. She's, 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 lost, she's lost a bunch of weight. She she's doing well. great. She looks good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Florentine on. Get his take on it. <laughs> All right. So now they're talking about uh, Nick wearing condoms because, as you know, Nick Cannon has like ten kids or something like that. He's got a lot of a lot of children. Condoms eventually go away, and so well uh, uh, for for me, not for everyone. I know. Oh, wait a second. Knows, like, so you, but once the condoms go away, you come inside the woman, right? You don't pull out. Well, then, then you got to get your pullout game together, and then you, you know, which you don't have. That. Which he yeah, never yeah. did, right? <laughs> yeah. You do not have pullout game. Everyone says that yeah, about yeah. you. I can't pull it's... out of a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nick once said to me, and um, and I, I don't think I'm telling anything out of school again. We were talking. Nah, about, you know, I'm about, open book. Yeah. We were talking on America's Got Talent. You know, this is behind the scenes, and I was asking him for some advice. And I said, what's with condoms? And he says, you know, look, I don't know about you. My problem is they don't fit. They're not really <laughs> too tight around my penis. And uh, it, it's so big and thick. I said, well, I don't have that. Yes. Mine fall off. What is he talking Regular about? guy talk. Yeah. yeah. It's just so big and thick. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Nick Cannon wearing like a, like a tiger uppercut headdress? What is that thing that he has on? That's like a great Jemima? That's not. I have no idea. Wow, those books that he read after he was all anti-Semitic really messed them up, I think. He <laughs> yeah, scrambled so. his brains. I think you're right. So if it was just like a one-off thing or, or Howard made a joke about Nick Cannon having nine inches, fine. But this conversation goes on and on. So now they're talking about how Nick Cannon uh, doesn't have a, do a good job of pulling out, obviously, and Howard is a reason for that. Nick, you know what my problem is? You know, I'm only I'm four inches. I'll be honest about it. And when I pull out, it's quick. It, it's no problem pulling out. You, you got nine inches. It's like pulling out a garden hose out of that thing. You know, I mean, you, you, that's why you're oh not good God. at it. Time. You got too much it takes time. time. Yeah. Takes a week to pull out. It's like picking up a truck. Yeah, it's amazing. You're Jesus. big. Thick, meaty <laughs> penis. I know. Wow. He's even talking about sex with a girl, but you wouldn't even know that by the way he's talking. That thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it like? Pulling out of whatever. His celebrity shit. It's like the Japanese people in South Park. With the way Howard yeah. Stern kisses celebrities' ass, always like, "Oh, you huge oh, American so penis." That's what's a, <laughs> yeah. that's what we talk about. Like, oh god, man, fuck you. So then 
Nick's talking about a time when he was celibate. I guess he was engaged to a Christian woman, and so they were saving themselves. And, of course, Howard wants to know all about if him got erections all the time <laughs> when this was happening. Were you but, constantly I mean, chubby? Like, were you that constantly was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, trying to think. I don't know, because I was very, I was, I was younger then, too, so. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so you know, you wake up and it's, you had attention type of thing, but uh, it's when well, no, you know you get no nocturnal that. emissions, no wet dreams. Uh, what the fuck what the is, is that real, Doctor Steve? Are those real nocturnal emissions? Because I heard about that when I was in fifth grade. I'm like, I guess I'm going to spend the rest of my life with cheeks soaked in cum, and never, it's never happened one I've time. Never had one because I was just beating off, uh, just you know, constantly. <laughs> cool. so, are you yeah. a boner guy? <laughs> 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 I beat off with a silk foulard that I used for my magic act. <laughs> it's a true story. What? Did, it's a, a foulard? Called... What the fuck is that? Yeah, a foulard is like... <laughs> I don't have a cock magic drop, sorry. Giant silk napkin, <laughs> and you would uh, do a trick called the zombie ball, where the zombie ball would float in oh, the yeah, air. Oh, yeah, sounds like it. And stuff. But it was really good for masturbating when you're like 13 years old. Silk? Oh, man, it's gonna get all wet. Oh, does it need to be crusty to pull off the trick? Is no, that why you were jerking off into it? My, <laughs> and my mom caught me one day, and she just stormed out of the room and went, "Do something productive. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my scarf." <laughs> Would you do like kids' magic shows after? Yes, yes of course. I was the Jesus uh, Christ, the great Esteban. That was my magic. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, by the way, kids aren't going to be the same. It's Stavon and his one-eyed zombie balls. <laughs> you guys, you guys are laughing at Steve. He's going to get booked at Howard Stern next week. Uh, yeah. to hear about this. <laughs> He's going to want to talk to you all about your masturbatory habits yeah. and magic. But didn't it cause you pain <laughs> when your mom caught your you mom... jerking off? Yeah, <laughs> that scarred you for life. Yeah, I'm the only person. Was your mom I know hot, that... or was she like, oh man? Oh yeah, she was. Uh, she had, a, <laughs> she had big giant tits and a little waist. Oh, I've kind of been, really? uh, yeah, fixated awesome. on that body Go type on. my whole life. So obviously, I wow. have mommy issues. So. I would too. Was she a popular girl? She had a lot of boyfriends and stuff. Yeah. Well, this was back in the day. I think she she did. I know my yeah. si- well. I can't talk about that. But I think, <laughs> I, I, I think she I think did. I know did. she. My dad told me that uh, she could drink him under the table, so she had some experience. There's no interesting. That. Yeah. Okay. So she'd wow. drink him under the table. <laughs> <laughs> so now, anyway, God. they Sorry, start talking. They start Jesus. talking about Pete Davidson. Oh, and of course, because Pete Davidson used to call into Nick's show when he was on the radio, and Pete was like 15, and Nick Cannon was doing these stand-up shows. And he invited Pete as a 15-year-old to come on. He did very well. So they've had a relationship for a very long time. So they're talking about Pete. And, of course, it goes right to Cox's cock (laughs) immediately. You and Pete, it makes sense here, friends. I mean, you guys both. I taught him everything he knows. Fuck yeah. I mean, he has definitely learned. from. Who's got the bigger dick at this point? Is it Pete? I I don't know. And I don't want to know. You guys got to come on together. We got to measure. I mean, because. You know, Pete's got this whole thing about his big dick, big dick energy, all this shit. We got to have you guys both on and measure your penises, (laughs) said the straight guy. (laughs) Said the guy who's totally straight. (laughs) Jesus. We're going to have to taste him. (laughs) 
And then this gets even crazier no. because now, and I, I don't know if like Nick Cannon's just getting woozy or something. He's been on for over an hour talking about this <laughs> stuff. Now he's going to start bringing up the sides of his son's cocks. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I bet you're bigger than him. Oh you know? my God. Listen, I, 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 that's, that's my young brother. It's even, it's even like when right. I see my kids and you know, I'm changing diapers like that. That's the other half of my day. Uh, and I'm like, I'm really happy with the young cannons. Like, I'm really like, I'm more proud about what they packing than what I got. You can tell already your kids are my big. sons. My, my sons are packing. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. They're all going to oh, represent. Yeah. They're going to represent. I was talking about your kids' cocks. I said, Mom, did Jesus. you know like I had a small penis right away? She goes, yeah, it was always small. I mean, it's so embarrassing. I, 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 I can't. I mean, uh, you guys have so many similar. For penis aside, I mean, you're both comedians. <laughs> aside from the fact you guys both have big cocks, you're also celebrities. <laughs> the list goes on. Penis All right. aside. All right, so guys, I, I, obviously I'm not exaggerating. There was a lot of cock talk going yeah, yeah, yeah. on there with Nick yeah. Cannon. Fast forward two days later, Metallica's on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> Metall- so Lars and Kirk had dinner at Nobu with um, Anita Pallenberg and Marianne Faithful. And this is the question that Howard has. And um, Kirk and I were sitting at Nobu in London yeah. with Marianne Faithful and Anita Pallenberg going... <sighs> Fucking hell, this is cool yeah. and kind of bizarre. And but you know, really hearing bizarre. these incredible stories. What do you about, mean? Could you, you ask know, them about yeah. like Mick and Keith and shit? I mean, could did they get down with that? They're they're pretty open about you know our our our, our questions. You know, they did <laughs> yeah, have some sweethearts. It was uh, it was just one of those as we were sitting trying to come up with. Some thoughts, of, some ideas, stuff, stuff to talk about. Kirk and I hit on that. It was just like some of those. It's not something we've talked a lot about, but some of those uh, crazy stories and situations that you find yourself in. So and the again, bottom line is, I, who had the biggest penis, Keith or Nick? <laughs> I mean, you guys must have asked. <laughs> That's what I want to know. But I always, I always go back to the thing. <laughs> so they immediately changed the subject. <laughs> yeah. Like, God. Because that's all Howard's thinking about is everyone's cock. It's all he's talking about. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's so weird listening to him interview these old celebrities. Like he's going to yeah. be, I mean, he already is like 70, just asking about penis sizes constantly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you had uh, dinner with people who slept with uh, Mick and Keith. You obviously asked them about the, the girth of their cocks, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't even think to do that, Howard. Can I don't you know dry why. it? I'm going to start doing that. Tell me when to stop. <laughs> Can you imagine no boo? They're like drawing on the menu. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looked like this and curved this way. All right. That's enough penis talk. Jesus. That's too much penis talk, in my opinion. I think that we have to hit on our boy, Patty Pukewater. That's right. I don't know if you know this, Dick, but Patty Seacups recently did an episode where he said, you know what? I don't even call myself Patty Seacups anymore. You guys got to stop doing that. Call me Patty Broken Skull or Patty Pukewater. So I said, all right. Eh, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll respect Puke that. Patty Pukewater? Yeah, I'll explain right after this. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. <laughs> don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Yeah, so when Patty was doing his Do You Party show, 
he told a story about how he doesn't drink anymore because when he used to get drunk, he would fill the bath, get mm-hmm. into the bath, and then puke in the bath water. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's why Patty Puke Water <laughs> was one of his nicknames. And that's the cringe of the week. All right. <laughs> You're going to love this dick because... I don't know if you know this. Paddy's got this new thing he does at the beginning of every episode. Where he I didn't yells, know he was yeah. doing episodes. This is like oh, the best he's... news I've had all year. Yes. He's yes. back, baby. He's oh. back full time. It's great. So this is a show, Free Water. Oh. And um, he starts off. He always does this thing. Just like you. He yells, yeah. And he <laughs> good, knows good. that we need him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Free Water. And I realized my mom's sleeping in the next room. To just start this podcast without the yeah, right? Just hey, everybody, what's up? How you how you going? But I think you guys anticipate the yeah, just like I do. I think you're ready for the yeah as the music drops out. He goes, guys, could you imagine if I didn't just do the yeah just now? Could you even imagine? The show's over. He's the greatest. (laughs) I listen to more Patty Puke Water than the average guy, and I would not have noticed if he didn't do his yeah thing. How could you keep this from me me that he's back, Carl? This is big news. (laughs) Come on, we talked about this on the last crossover. You yelled at me that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Lucio yeah. Ball crying. <laughs> How'd you like it if I didn't give you a yeah? So now he's going to explain to us how natural his show is because it's just all off the top of his head. Or is it? Maybe it's fully mm. premeditated and all of this was planned. Okay. Maybe that's the case. Maybe I sat here. And scripted out an entire podcast, but I'm reading it so naturally that it sounds natural. You get it? <laughs> yeah. Nailed Guys, it. Guys, can you believe how good I am at um, uh, po- podcasting? <laughs> it's so natural. <laughs> With my mouth. <laughs> Very good at it. All right. There's, I mean, there's I two can't main... tell if he's improvising or reading, I guess, to his credit. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> either way. I imagine great. you're bad at both. So <laughs> yeah. I could imagine a typed up document with stutters in it as well. So <laughs> yeah. you got us. You got me. He can't read his own handwriting. It's like, yeah, I, I can see that. So this is, he's teasing us about something that's coming up later, but we're not going to get to it yet. And I'm not really sure if I want to jump right off, right off the yacht <laughs> into the shit so let's talk what? about some okay. whatever stuff before that goes, his, i'm not sure if i want to jump off the yacht whatever that means into the Bro, shit just his get like a euphemism yeah get a dictionary <laughs> like a colloquial metaphor dictionary read it memorize nope. it with flashcards nope. make up new ones <laughs> you we're gonna jump you, right Patty. off the yacht <laughs> Into this shit. You know, they say a stitch in time, say Abe's money. So he said at the end there, he goes, We're going to start with just some whatever stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as psyched about that. He doesn't sound like he's really selling it to me. But then when he gets into it, this is my favorite thing that he does. He doesn't do it very often. When you get to see a glimpse into the lifestyle mm. of Patrick Michael. Because that's the thing I'm fascinated about. When he just tells like little anecdotes or like, oh, yeah, today I was out doing this. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? So here's a, uh, a perfect example of that, about that. He got a shirt from a company called 
88 is the is the brand of this shirt. He's very excited about it. Okay, like I said, it's called 88 brand. I don't know if brand is a part of the name, but <laughs> 88 is essentially just spelled out. It's not the numbers. It's spelled out 88. And Fancy. I got a shirt today that is like a shirt that I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I would make that shirt and wear it. And then you see it and you're like, oh, fuck. Somebody already did. Somebody knocked it out of the park. He's so psyched about this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is my new favorite brand. I love these shirts. They're so fantastic. So now he's going to explain what's so sweet about this shirt. I would make that shirt and wear it. What the? Who thinks it <laughs> yeah. like that when they're buying clothes? Oh, yeah, I would make these pants. I'd make this and wear it. I better buy it. I'm and it's just a shirt now. with like a collage of smiley faces, dude. That's it. But they're like melting and they're upside down and different. It's fucking sweet. And it seems so specific to me. Right? Hmm. <laughs> it's like it captures his personality. Yeah. These melting smiley faces. I'm always smiling, melting, upside <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, I'm looking Sounds at like their they... website, and one of the shirts that they sell is a mushroom that has sunglasses, and it's smiling, and it says, Trippy Vibes, Happy Times. Man! And I then... would make that shirt and wear it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but they already made it. I went to their website, so I'm going to reveal something, but first, I want to play this, because what's great about Patty is he's frugal as if he like, grew up during the Great Depression. Like, we all have, like, that great-grandparent who, like, knew how to, like, make a dime last a month. Damn, dude. Maybe I should get online and, and shop directly from the person who creates this stuff. And then I'm like, well, technically I got it at a discount store. <laughs> so imagine the real price on the fucking website. No way. Probably a $40 goddamn T-shirt. Never, dude. Never. I would rather buy... Three packs of white T-shirts from from Hanes than spend $40 on a single shirt. That's crazy. Steve, All I saw right. that you were just uh, looking at the website. I yes. found this exact shirt on the website. It's under clearance. <laughs> oh, so it's 88 cents. <laughs> Listen to this, guys. This shirt that he's describing... It. As the coolest shirt ever, seven dollars and seventy cents yeah. is what it costs. <laughs> Good boy! Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> and yeah, it's it's pretty inexpensive clothing. I, I'm sure you saw that, Steve, as you were uh, <laughs> checking out 88brand.com. I love his thought process. He found a shirt, he loves it, and he's like, "I wonder if they make more shirts that I'd really enjoy." You know what? Though they're probably expensive. Forty bucks for a shirt. <laughs> Who has that kind of fucking money laying around? That's insane. I thought you were saying I should support my local discount store. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I'd love to know what store that is. What yeah, store what's is a he discount store? Five Below. TJ Maxx? Yeah. Oh, five TJ, Below. TJ Maxx, maybe Walmart? Where does he they buy have, clothes? Uh, they have two-piece sets for men. Don't we know that he goes to Five Below because that's where he gets his headset or headphones from? Yeah, yeah. yeah he gets right? his headphones yeah. there. Well, they, have, they have clothes there, too. Do they? I don't know. I, I think Jesus. sure. Steve knows everything. Oh, well. He really does. Well, he's I, frugal, too. I just made it up, but I, I'm <laughs> sure that they do have clothes in there. <laughs> I have never seen a matching two-piece uh, uh, outfit for men being sold online. It's like a weed, a shirt full of weed leaves, and then a shorts with a tastefully appointed singular weed leaf that you buy as a set. So on that site, there's categories of men's clothing, boys' clothing, and then there's clearance. And if you click on men's, 
all the models are boys. So I don't think this is I don't think this is for adults. I don't think any of this clothing is for adults. Maybe it's for very specific adults. Yeah. There's a lavender lost broken heart embroidery in the men's section. Ooh. It's like a pink purple with a heart on your chest that has a line through it, a jagged line. Yeah, that's manly. That's men's. Now, oh, let's let's pull this up since you uh, you're adding it to the stream here. Oh, you're gonna fight below, <laughs> Steve. No, Steve is shopping. All right. <laughs> so there, are, there is clothing to fight below, is your yes. point. All right. <laughs> I got it. Lost control over here. Sorry, buddy. So now, um, Patty decides like, wouldn't it be great to get a sponsorship from 88 Brand? Because I didn't get free products and stuff. I'd be happy to promote them. And then he goes, oh, shit. How would they get in touch with me if they Uh-oh. wanted to sponsor the podcast? I don't even know if there's an email that I have linked to the show. I guess briefcase pod at <laughs> Gmail. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Who cares? All right. Well, I don't know. Who cares, fun man? Fuck them. Fuck those shirts. <laughs> They'll have the same problem everybody else does trying to find his shows. You know, hey, right. we, we want to make this guy a spokesperson. They can't find anything. What did he say? Oh. Briefcase pod at Gmail? Yeah, that is what he said. Yes. He did <laughs> right, say I'm gonna, that. I'm going to write him as a representative from uh, <laughs> yeah. 88. Yes. I'll just buy a bunch of that shit and send it to him, right? Yeah. Seven Do bucks. It. That'd be hilarious. I need you to be a butt model for our, for our two yeah. fur shorts yeah. and shirt combo. You got you to gotta tell him that he does have to take photos wearing the clothing and send it back. Yeah, That's and be, care- I'll say, be careful. There's an imposter posing as a representative from our brand who might contact yeah. you. So don't <laughs> respond to that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what I say to earn his trust. No. <laughs> this is really funny. Okay, so he's just getting over being sick, and he says something here I don't think I've ever heard him say before. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, I did say in the last episode, which I only recorded a few days ago, that I was under the weather, okay? That's why I took a little bit of time off. I'm trying to get back into it. But, as you guys can probably tell, still a little under the weather. And I hate this. Especially when this is, like, something you do, sort of as work, right? (laughs) Sort of. It's like, I (laughs) I need to be able to sound... Like myself, I think that's the first time he said that this is what he does for work. Yeah, his <laughs> sort podcast. Of his work. I've never heard him say that before. No, that's the first. He's up to sixteen people on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So, oh wow, yeah, this is like his. Okay. his he's like a, a pro now. He's a professional podcaster. Damn, and yeah, when he's sick, it's like, oh man, the people <laughs> need these episodes. Who's going to promote Anchor.fm if I'm under the weather this week? Who's going to let the people know about this? I was the good stuff from the doctor. I would sign up for his highest tier. He blocked me. Yeah, he blocked me too, I know. Well, he blocked me because I was, you know, you can see who else the the person follows. And he saw that it was a bunch of WATP and creep off stuff. And he went, nope. And that was it. (laughs) See, that's so short-sighted. Of him, uh, totally. Agree. You know, it's a very Opie thing to do, yeah. right there. Because I got blocked. I've never even tweeted at Opie or anything, and he's going around blocking people. Although he's he's unblocked me now, Doctor Steve. Oh, good. Me, maybe me and Opie are going to be friends. What do you think about that? Love the to see you on the creep out? off. I uh, love to see Opie on the creep off, my friend. Yeah, I heard. Could I happen. Heard, uh, 
I heard he was that uh, Cardiff asked him to come on the cream pop. <laughs> Cardiff is considering lobbying it. hard for that one. That's awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah, uh, Mike fun. Creep it was on the radio since he was 18 years old. <laughs> uh, his name is. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is something that um, Patty's been doing lately, Dick. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but he thinks he's doing like a professional radio show or something. So he'll go into break and then he'll just like play music and then he'll come back again oh. afterwards. <laughs> Listen to that. It's so smooth. Sure. We got more coming, guys. We got to talk about the Burt Kreischer roast. We got to talk about the Burt Kreischer special. And uh, then we're going to get the fuck out of here because it's already 17 minutes. You get it. <laughs> it just, go, just goes into music for like two or three minutes. Like generic. And then it comes back. Yeah. Like elevator music. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, yeah, then he goes, all right, we're back. <laughs> uh, Patty watched the Burt Kreischer roast. He's always talking about the most fucked up things, like the Burt yep. Kreischer roast. What the There's fuck a reason. is that? There's a reason why. I didn't know about this either, but no. I learned all about it from, from Patrick. There's a reason why he watched this. He's going to tell us why. Okay. But I remember them saying something about April 1st. Burt Kreischer's fucking roast is going to be on... Only fans TV and it's free. And I'm thinking, well, fuck it. If it's free, I'm in. Not paying for this stupid shit. I don't think he puts a lot of value on his time. That's, that's what I'm thinking here. If he's just like, well, if it's free, yeah, I'll sit and watch for an hour. I don't care if it sucks. But he wanted to watch it either way. Like he was like, he knew when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. He had his finger on the pulse of Burt Kreischer. Only fans TV. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. That's that's new to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's gross. So it's like a porn company's like attempt to make kid friendly stuff, but they just have like a bunch of whores like doing like here's how you repair your or here's how you make a smoothie. And it's like you, you know how you like for some reason whores like can't just not be whores and they're doing normal right. stuff. They always have to like whore it up somehow. It's like, okay, here's how you do it. It's like, why don't you just put on normal clothes while you're doing what you're doing? They they put the glass in their cleavage and pour the smoothie and do <laughs> yeah. it. Like, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> now if you don't have boobs, you can friendly. also use your hand to do this. <laughs> Well, shit, he's right. It's on OnlyFans TV, the roast of Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Whit- I wasn't suggesting he was wrong. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Whitney Cummings, because apparently Patty uh, Pukewater, I almost said C-Cops, my bad. <laughs> Patty Pukewater hates Whitney Cummings, like really dislikes this woman. Because, of course, Whitney Cummings put, this, put the roast together. Of course she did. Because what other comic would you choose to put together a roast besides Whitney Cummings? Perfect. <laughs> that that right there doesn't make any sense Like nobody even wants to see her on television anymore Let alone some fake half-assed television called OnlyFans TV <laughs> Yeah, it's true Why does she keep trying to make herself relevant? <laughs> Why does she keep trying to make herself relevant? That's a dumb question What is this woman doing trying to maintain a career in show business? Putting herself out there yeah, What is that all? This actually problem? looks pretty good uh, Jim Norton, Tom Segura, Big J Okerson <laughs> Who do you work yeah, for? Sounds amazing <laughs> well, well, they're all shitting on Bert I think that'd be fun Well, according, it, it is fun, it is fun. I, I do it all the time According to Patrick Michael this uh, this roast humor is very easy to do. It's the easiest style of comedy. Mm. And I've said that before too. I think that's true. I think making fun of people is pretty pretty easy to do and mm, fun. Yeah. 
but I think he's misguided about this. And this is the one thing that bothers, and it should bother everybody about these fucking roasts. First and foremost, this is the easiest form of comedy. This is the easiest form of joke writing. I bet if you took a comedy class like an asshole, the first thing they would tell you is, hey, let's roast this fucking bowl of fruit. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Delicious. If you take a comedy class like an asshole, (laughs) the first thing they would do is have you roast. I mean, that would be the greatest comedy class ever made. Roast this fruit. I'm like, oh, man. Go. Oh, like, sell, about... me, sell me this pen. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Roast the fruit. You mean Steven? <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> the fruit. And these grapes are sour, too. So <laughs> if you took a comedy class like an asshole, is one of the funnier things I've heard him say. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, no, you just said, Dr. Steve, that this seems like it has uh, some good comics on it. Yeah. And he disagrees with that. Oh, no. I would say... of the comedians that Burt took on his fully loaded tour couldn't make it to the roast. Right? Shane Gillis wasn't there. Mark Norman wasn't there. Big Jay Okerson wasn't there. But nah. They did bring Donnell Rawlings because they're friends, right? That's just another sign that Whitney doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. So they did have Big J Okerson. It literally as you says out. Big J Okerson. Yeah, he was on it. Yeah, I know. Okay. Was just a little what was that? There. Was that a black voice that he was doing for one of the comedians? <laughs> what was I don't that? Know. It kind of sounded like it, right? Ooh, wow. It's got a little sassy there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Roast. Roasted. All right. Now, you mentioned Jim Norton was on this roast, and uh, I know that you're a friend of Jim Norton. Yes. And um, apparently, according to Patty, Jim Norton should not be doing comedy anymore. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. This is great. But it feels like their time's up, you know? Feels like Jim is a radio guy now. We don't need another Jim Norton special. Relax. Okay, you've done enough broadcasting that we get all your jokes. We know you're going to say something about sleeping <laughs> with a fucking, you know, a girl with a mustache. We get it. How much funnier <laughs> could it says? be? Can you elaborate more? No, thank you. We're all good for the rest of our lives. Oh, Jesus. Fuck off. I know. I love that he goes, we, we know all of Jim's jokes now. Right. Yes. He hasn't even come up with them yet. What do you mean? <laughs> How can you say that? It's a pretty good roast, though, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'd God. Like you to hear Jim Norton's response to that. Well, Jim does like dating girls who have penises. So I think that's what he's uh, referring oh, to. Okay. There. Someone just put a Photoshop in the uh, Discord feed of the Dalai Lama sticking his tongue out, but it's me <laughs> next to him, <laughs> moving in with Adam. <laughs> you you saw that video, right, Steve, where the Dalai yes, Lama course. was ha- telling a child to yeah, suck I don't, his tongue? Yeah, I don't, I'm sure it was some sort of, um, I don't know what the fuck that was. Pet of, Pedophilia. Pedophilia. That's what it was. (laughs) Some sort of pedophilia. Dr. Steve, what do you, if if we had a video of you doing that, what would would you call it? (laughs) Medical procedure. (laughs) Saving lives. Let me taste, I need to taste the cancer on your tongue. You might have it in there. It's in the back sometimes. They're hiding behind the molars. Yeah. Yeah, I was a, 
sort of I was a follower of Krishna consciousness in college, mm-hmm. and then I switched over to Zen Buddhism, and I've never seen this particular intervention before. So yeah, that was a surprise oh. to me. It's pedophile Buddhism. You there never you practiced it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't they're stealing it from the, the Christians. I'm, a, I'm yeah. offended on behalf of Catholics everywhere. Priests are in an uproar. Yeah, they're like, that's our thing. <laughs> All right. So this is ridiculous because Patty now goes off of this whole thing about Jeff Ross and how much Jeff Ross sucks. Oh, and, okay. And he Jeff talks Ross? about. Oh, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And he talks. This is. I'll, I'll explain it afterwards. This is hysterical. So don't try to feel like you're. Spending hours upon hours writing jokes. You're not. You're talking shit about a specific topic. That's why they did the Mr. Peanut, who's not a real. He's not real. Come on. What's next? The Energizer Bunny? What about the fucking oven mitt from Hamburger Helper? We gonna do him next? <laughs> fucking stupid. I would I would pay to your patty. <laughs> yeah, totally. Helper. Please set that <laughs> up. So, do you guys know about the Mr. Peanut roast? No. It's a commercial. It's marketing. It's a, it was an advertisement. They did it on the Super oh. Bowl. They had a bunch of pretty well known comedians roast a peanut. It's a promotional thing for planters. I love that he goes, yeah, and Jeff Ross, he lost all credibility when he started roasting Mr. Peanuts. <laughs> right, yeah. it, well, it was a gig. He felt he the paid. need to explain to his listeners that the peanut is not real. It's not even real. It's, it's yeah. not even a real peanut. He sounded disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he just found out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thing isn't even real. Oh, my God. I, I believed it. I didn't even know about it, so I, I had to look it up, and I was watching some of it. It's so bad. Ooh. It's the commercial? I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could understand why. Um... It's made for retards. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> buy for retards for retards. You buy peanuts. Yeah. You buy a lot yes. of peanuts, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so this is one of the funniest insults. He's talking about how ugly Jeff Ross is here. And what an ugly, ugly man, too. Like, Jeff Ross has been ugly most of his career. Now that he has no hair, like, fucking stay inside, guy. <laughs> Stay inside. These are good roasts. That's a definition of a forever hat man. <laughs> you know? Put a fucking hat on, dude. <laughs> Put a hat on and He's stay inside. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, with yeah. a little bit of writing, he can be very good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what stay inside means. I've only seen Jeffrey Ross inside. That's where he performs. Yeah. <laughs> stay inside. <laughs> He goes, he's been ugly most of his career. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's funny. I don't think he's trying to be funny. He was ugly the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> he is uglier. Yeah. He's much uglier now. So it's funny. Forever hat man. <laughs> That's funny, too. It's pretty Imagine good. Imagine him in like a little pork pie hat, you know. Yeah. Thinking that's cool. All right, so so that's all fun and games, but now we get back into the Whitney Cummings hate, and he yes. really hates Whitney Cummings. I mean, her fucking her body movements, her her jaw and chin, the way that stuff goes, you're like, I mean, what's happening? Is she about to have muscular, muscular dystrophy or something? Did she got scoliosis recently? Did she dive into a pool? Did she dive into the shallow end of a pool head first? What's going on? She seems weird. 
<laughs> Jesus. He's so angry. He's killing it. He's fucking killing it. He should be the new roast master. He should can, be. Get oh, all God. these guys. Uh, I've never laughed so much in the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you scold I didn't even notice him fucking up the line. Does he have muscular dystrophy? Did she dive into the shallow end of a pool? Look at her. These are all valid questions. By the way, I, I just want to let you guys know that this is going to get back to Patty. He's going to get so cocky after this. I know what happens when we compliment him. Yeah. What if he's like the greatest roast master? Like, what if he really thinks it's the easiest form of comedy? Because to him it is. And he's trying to do all this, like, telling story horseshit that he cannot do. Right. And avoiding, yes. like... You know, just, his whole show is just be telling Jeffrey time. Ross to stay inside. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just easy. Like Jeffrey Ross has been ugly for most of his career. He should just all, he's the kind of guy that just always wear a hat. Like stay inside, bro. <laughs> you just outroasted Jeffrey Ross recently, <laughs> dude. You know what? They should have a thing. You know, like the premise of the movie Rocky. Was they just wanted Ooh, to give a shot for a, a guy who's you know lower in the ranks? Mm-hmm. Give him a shot yeah. to win the championship. Put him up against the the champ. They should do that for a roast. Yes, they should just <laughs> find someone off the street. Patty Patty Seacos was up on Comedy Central yeah. next month. We'll start yeah. with a bowl of fruit. <laughs> just kill yeah, they just yeah. kill yeah. it. Yeah, the roast of a bowl of fruit, a five hour <laughs> special by Patty Seacos. Like amazing. He he literally reinvented comedy on this one night roasting a banana. I've never seen fruit cry before. (laughs) So then he starts talking about, he starts talking about how Tony Hinchcliffe wrote for a lot of those early roasts that they did on Comedy Central. And this is a weird take. For the first, what, six roasts, he just wrote jokes? How fucking boring. What a lame son of a bitch to write jokes for somebody else. You're also a coward. You're a coward. <laughs> it's like all these people that write music for fucking Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? You're a coward. <laughs> what? Dude, I don't know if he knows this, but sometimes people write movies they don't even star in. These are fucking cowards. Yeah, what, what's their problem? <laughs> Writing songs for someone else, but a coward. That's a weird take. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I not I'm sure Tony Hinscliffe would have loved to have been on the show if he had been asked. You know, I'm sure he wasn't or like, well, just don't put me on camera. <laughs> a lot of writers just don't like to do jokes. Like They just like to right. write. Anyway, oh, that well. was a weird take. Thank you for explaining and then, that. And then he starts talking about uh, your mom's house. And, um, you know, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P., are the hosts of your mom's house. And guess who Patty doesn't like? Christina P. <laughs> Tom's wife? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to do a YouTube video about fucking Christina Pajinski. I mean, this bitch is out of her mind. Out of her mind. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. Like, that shit... The shit that she pulls on YMH, dude, is not funny. It's not funny stuff. You're like, she's fucking gross. It feels like Tom is dating Burt Kreischer. (laughs) (laughs) Just called Christina the female Burt Kreischer, which is pretty fucking funny, too. She's fucking gross. <laughs> I think Patty may have a problem with women. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little angry. There's yeah. some anger there for sure. But I love it. And you know what? Because he did such a good job killing it on our show today for us, I'm going to give him his plugs. I feel like we've done enough here, guys. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash podculture. Um, 
YouTube.com slash Great Job Show. Uh, what's the other one? Instagram, that dude with ears. And uh, yeah. Okay. Until next time. Till next time, buddy. Well done, sir. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really killed it. Up. Jesus. You know, for a while there, we kind of ruined Patty because he was just talking about us, Dick, all the time. Mm. Constantly with Rick and Roy and, you know, all this stuff. Now they're just yeah. going back to, like, just talking about shit that he's watching on YouTube. I love it. Yeah. I love he gets he too nervous like, when he's, like, when he can taste, like, yeah. some exposure. Then he messes yeah. it all up. But when he's right. just hatefully talking about, bitterly and resentfully talking about famous comedians, that's where he nails it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. But you're right. He's going to come back with a swollen ego. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have to sign the Indiana papers. I've, <laughs> I know. I've seen how, I see where this goes. I've seen this before. Sure. Where we right. say, like, hey, that was a pretty good episode. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm the fucking best podcast ever. Like, oh, right. That's how we met. <laughs> and then he deletes everything. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we are wrapping up, but we have to play To Catch an Alien uh, Steve, I don't think you've played this with us before. I've never you? played To Catch an Alien. And uh, Dick, you probably have not seen this game. This is no. one of the biggest games on the internet right now. Everyone's talking oh, about cool. it. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. Oh, why did that just go away? Come you back. catch an alien? <laughs> well, That's so Tommy. there's this guy There's this guy named Tommy from MSCS Media. And the reason why we know about him is because he paid Stuttering John to fly to Florida to be on his show. And the more that we watched Tommy and the way he talked and the way he looks, we figured out that he's definitely not from this world. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he's not from Earth. There's weird, weird things that he planet. doesn't understand that every human would understand. Right. And uh, he's, <laughs> I, would, I would give anything to be on his show. I would love to do that. Yeah, I know. I got I to gotta work on that again. I was texting yeah. with him for a little while there. But um, also the other thing to know about this guy is that he loves Joe Rogan. So everything about his show is trying to copy uh, the Joe Rogan yeah, experience. Amazing. Which is, which is fun, too. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch an alien. Are you ready to play? To catch an alien? All right, speak up, Cardiff. Come on, oh, Jesus. What happened to the music? Doesn't work. It does not work. I talked to a physicist off camera. You know, I don't want to say his name, mm -hmm. but... He had he was against the UFO thing mm -hmm. and not thinking about the energy thing. Most people don't. That's why I think your new film is so important, because it's not just this craft flying around. And I mean, to me, it's the coolest thing in the world and everybody else. But there's so much more to it with the energy and how they do it. And all of them have it looks like what plexiglass. And that's how they kind of pull the, the energy through and, you know, free energy, blah, blah, blah. So when we were off, he said the reason why my mind has started to change was because for 35 years, I didn't get any info, nothing, nothing about UFOs, nothing about anything the physicists do, not just UFO stuff, IPA, whatever the new name is of the week, mm -hmm. nothing. Just like physicists <laughs> just diminished. And if you didn't have money in your pocket, you basically just went to a college and teach whatever they've been teaching for 80 years. Right. And then he had said, you know, whether it's our stuff, their stuff, a balloon, like you said, to distract, whatever it may be, too many people started talking about it. So he started looking into it, looking into it, looking into it, and he went right to the energy. And he said, you know, 20 years ago, if I would have gotten this information from anyone, any of my colleagues, mm -hmm. anybody, as you said, we could be 100 years further. Yep. We could be so much. And this is a guy, Dr. Greer, I'm telling you, you could put a gun to his head and he would say, look, that, that's all fake. They're, mm -hmm. they're not, if, they're, if they're real, why would they let us see him, blah, 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 blah. And I had said, based on watching you before I knew you were even going to come in, they're shooting nukes up there. Mm -hmm. If they're up there... 
<laughs> what did Tommy say next? Here are your choices. Number one, they have to be getting pissed off. <laughs> B, that's so cute. You people with your little guns, watch this. <laughs> Three, I'm surprised that they haven't thrown some nukes back at us. <laughs> Damn it. Next. They are just like us. We only swat flies when they're bothering us. Lastly, that's gotta be fucking with their time travel <laughs> to catch an alien. God damn it, Cardiff. So the other thing, Dick, is um, this guy's profoundly stupid. I don't know if I made oh, that I get clear. It. So, okay. I get everything He's that's going on here. Okay. <laughs> so I always pick first. I'm going to go with B, so cute with their little guns. Watch this. I think is what he's going to say next. Uh, Dr. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, they're just like us. We just swat flies. When, swat uh, flies. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Dick, what do you think? Uh, fucking with time travel. Time travel is a good <laughs> one. Do. Yeah. All right. Producer Chris. Uh, throw in some nukes back. Okay. Mm. So if it's one, one. we <laughs> Yeah, so here's how it works, Dick. If uh, none of us get it right, then Cardiff wins. And we hate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we have a good spread going. I played sports. <laughs> Real. Why would they let us see him? Blah, 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 blah. And I had said, based on watching you before I knew you were even going to come in, they're shooting nukes up there. If they're up there... That's got to be fucking with their time travel. Wow! Fucking beginner's luck. Yeah, every time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Electric, you lose. You lose, motherfucker. Fuck you. You should have made your fucking choices better. You asshole. You got God. You got God because you fucking suck. Got you. Right. Nothing. Are, are, are we still going to Philly? <laughs> Congratulations, Deck. I, I like that you handled that very good. so hard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those guys, but just that simple math, you it throws everything off. Right. Mm -hmm. huh. That's all for this time. <laughs> Come back next time to find out if you... Wait a second. Did he just call time travel simple math? Yeah, right. Is that it's what he just simple said? Math. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Up there. That's got to be fucking with their time travel. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not any of those guys, but just that simple mm -hmm. math, you it, it throws everything off. Right. <laughs> what? That's all for this time. Him and Patty have to come talk. back next time <laughs> to find out if you have the alien nukes to catch an alien. <laughs> Brought to you by Subreddit Surfing Mondays at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Subscribe today. Right. <laughs> Dick, you know about uh, subreddit surfing? No. Our friend uh, Vinny Paulino co-hosts a show with that potato, Cardiff. And oh, what they cool. do is they find a ridiculous subreddit. You know, like people are into, I don't know, Bigfoot or ghosts. Oh, or, yeah. There's one, the, one yeah. of the first ones they did was meth. Yeah. Where people who are meth heads <laughs> chat on, on subreddit. And they put a StreamYard link in there and just say, anybody who wants to come on and talk to us about what they're into. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. come, come check it out yeah so it's a good idea that yeah, show will make idea. the news someday i it will. am convinced of that 
Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to happen on that show that's going to... Uh, the uh, the Nambla but, episode. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, they got to get Opie on that show. I, I know Opie wants to get on there. The Destroyer. Yep. Somebody who's going to take these people to task a little bit. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a whole bunch of, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's crazy. It'll be yeah. great. What? <laughs> I'm glad Opie's having fun with this. Me too. Yeah. 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 It's, been, it's been interesting to yeah. watch. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Wow. What a fun afternoon this has been. Dick Masterson, thank you so much Thanks, for coming man. on the show. The Dick Show. Dick.show is where you can yep. find that, wherever you get podcasts. You also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Dick Show. And uh, if you're on our Patreon, you probably hear Dick about every other month. <laughs> we do the crossover shows, WTP and TDS. And that's going to be happening live in Philly. And if you didn't get your tickets, you fucked up. You fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you fucked up big time. Sold Seriously. out very quickly. That's going to be a big show. A lot of big celebs. Nick Rakita. Yep. Vito's mm-hmm. going to be there. You can throw Lolly at him, draw pictures of little girls or whatever, throw it at him. He has no Twitter, so we can't do anything about it anymore. Are no you going to be there, Dr. Steve? No, I'm I Throw BMI. To make this shout one. BMI. If you see Vito, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to watch this. If you see Vito, are you going to be there, Dr. Steve? I won't be able to make this one, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to be in you Detroit, asshole. Fuck you. Going to Detroit. <laughs> Fuck I'm going to yeah. Detroit. Yeah, we're okay. going to be in Detroit September 15th. Dr. Steve will be there. I believe it's your um, birthday month. No, that's about, yeah, it's actually on my birthday, but that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, listen, I'm 60. You can't travel Who twice? September. Shit. That's like fucking six months away. Right? Good point. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I, okay. I guess Dr. Steve has a job that keeps him busy or something. <laughs> Boo! Go figure. Uh, uh, Patty, so, Patty Pukewater's got to roast Dr. Steve. That would be the yes. way. Oh, that's that what he's got to do. By the way, I, you probably don't know this. Patty Pukewater really hates Dr. Steve because I had what? Dr. Steve come on and do a psychological analysis. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for some reason that got to him. <laughs> what did you determine? <laughs> uh, not that I called him a compensatory narcissist and uh, you know, we, oh. we talked about his uh, childhood traumas and stuff. Yeah, he, I remember he said uh, that he just didn't appreciate that I analyzed him. That was all I got out of that. He did block me everywhere, so. But yeah. he liked one of my comments on his YouTube channel, so maybe he's turning around. Classic we'll compensatory narcissist behavior. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't ever do that to me, Dr. Steve. Don't you ever analyze me on anything. Don't worry, my friend. <laughs> you know, Carl, it's fine. You can analyze me, but you fucking better not, Dr. Steve. I don't know if um, I've talked about this with you, Steve, but Doug from the Jingles Department is pretty sure that Patrick has authoritative defiance disorder. It's something like that. Yeah, he may. Just yeah, opposition. Anything disorder. that seems right, like an right. authority, he just yes. rails against. Like, that's yeah. why he can't. He's not employable. School was a hard, hard time. Yeah. Like, he just hates anything. <laughs> Carly. Yeah, anyone telling him what to <laughs> the do, kids. he's very upset about it. <laughs> yeah. No, and that sounds that sounds about right. And that, that would explain some of his uh, reticence when uh, he gets noticed by people who are maybe a little higher on the ladder than him, well, you would think that he'd a be lot excited higher. about that. Or a lot. Right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Right. I caught that. Dick took offense to that. Yeah, yeah. fuck you. A little higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a 
little thing called Dr. Phil. Yeah, Steve, taken. maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Steve, okay. No one heard of that. But uh, yeah, then he just rails against it and then disappears, you know, and deletes all his shit. It's really an interesting. He's a, he's an interesting case, no question. He about is. That. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. Uh, so Weird Medicine, people can find that, of course, on Sirius XM, but you can also subscribe to the podcast. Yes, and uh, and our Patreon, and I'll I'll say fluid to your mama on Cameo too. So for really almost no money, it's just fun to do. Fuck around. Yeah, what is it? Six bucks for? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's. I, it, it was five when I was on vacation. I did a, a, quite a few of them, just goofing around, walking on the beach, saying stupid shit. So it's fun, but uh, yeah, I'm less of a drudge on my regular show, and I'm sorry. I know I'm, you know, zero entertainment, but I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> no, what does that mean, Steve? What, what that's a slogan. <laughs> Dick, me, and Chris are so fun and funny that I needed you to come on and drag. The whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want this to be such an above-average show then, that people are like, "Wow, it's not going to get better than this." You mission know? accomplished. Yeah. Thank you. It's a health reasons. You got to have somebody to bring it down so people calm yeah. down, and they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah." No, I just think it's so funny that you know all I want to do is, is laugh at fat people, but I bring on Dr. Steve to make it look like. Like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, this really is no, about health. I'm trying to explain I thought you did that right away. I'm like, oh, okay, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All I right. care about him, too. That's like, yep. the, you know, remember the, uh, when the Supreme Court made their obesity uh, ruling and then all yeah. the porn books? You used to be able to buy books of, you know, stories you of mean porn. Obscenity? And yes, obscenity. Oh, okay. What did I say? Did I say obesity? I thought you said again? obesity. Yeah, okay. yeah I was like, I think they made an obesity rule. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but, I'll know yeah. it when I see it. Yeah, that bitch is bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't all, find all the porn books back then, I, and I bought a few of them, would start off with a preamble that says, you know, students having sex with teachers is a real problem in our society. And that was how they made it, uh, you know, made it appropriate. So that was kind of, I guess, my role today. Magic tricks with scarves can be dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) What what, uh, pornography books did you buy? Do you remember the first one you bought? Well, that was one where some student had sex with their teacher, obviously. And it was just a book. A male student or a female student? Yes, male of a male student having sex with his large-breasted uh, Ooh, female teacher. Slow down. Yeah, go nice. Yeah. Nice. And then... Oh, you look like your mom? Why did I even you like your mom? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah right. It had to have some societal input or societal relevance. That's yeah. what it was. So. Let's oh. go back to Stern talking about Nick Cannon's cock, all right? Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. Let's get to, everyone's getting a little Yay. too excited right now. i got to bring the mood back. <laughs> see, I told you. I, I'm fucking, okay, anyway. I'll see you later. I'll go fuck myself now. Bye, Dr. Steve. <laughs> okay, bye. Kisses. Take care. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Yeah, love you, too. All right. Um, and uh, Dick, if you want to cruise, you can. I'm going to um, play some voicemails and stuff and wrap things up. No, I'm going to go eat. Yep. Goodbye, right, buddy. guys. See you in Philly. Thanks for coming on. See you Goodbye. in Philly. We'll probably do something Friday night, I would imagine. People will probably be hanging out. Please join us again next time. It might be the episode where we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everyone. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Internet news with Lucy Tightbox. 
From Patreon, Howard Crane writes, Surprise, surprise. The sad acts on Reddit who form communities around destroying people who are doing things with their lives turned their attention to Carl. Couldn't have seen that coming. Good thing Carl has years of experience dealing with harassment. John Cheranziak writes, Oh my God, this is the worst show you've covered. Seriously made me want to stab my eardrums out with a pencil. Homeless Cardiff has a request. I think it's time for another Ask Me Anything show. More of a notice this time around. Last one wasn't great, but I feel it would be better this time. Producer Chris, Andy, Real, Cardiff, Vinny, people want to know stuff. Ira Gretlife ponders. No Cardiff? The podcast review section of the podcast review show is longer than 20 minutes. Keep it up, Carl. Regarding Bert Kreischer, from YouTube, Robert Anderson shares, here's a perfect summation of Bert. My friends and I were at a Twin Peaks in Kansas. The hot, dumb waitress said, oh, I do stand-up, trying to get people to go see her at an open mic. I asked who her favorite comic is. I like that one fat guy who takes his shirt off. So this girl who did open mic jokes about hooking up with guys, claimed to be a huge comedy fan, didn't know his name or any of his jokes, just that he was fat and took his shirt off. That's the Burt fan base. Hidden Hand Media, Burt calls non-comedians civilians. That's all you need to know. Terry Davis gushes, I love Lucy. She is the perfect woman podcast host. She didn't say a single thing the whole time. Sir Miles the Cat opines, I want a Bert and John podcast where they compete to make conversations about them. Mr. Spankles, I am so glad WATP did more on stuttering John. Julie has spammed so many crappy videos, it's nice to have funny people do it again. Thanks. Johnny Longfeather, the headshots didn't help him get work. Jack Morash, headshot. We could only hope. I'm for fun one points out, Carol Burnett had the ear tug. John has the ass to finger to mouth. And concerning episode 401, Hey Riddle Riddle, from Reddit, Wapio warns, this episode can be hard to listen to. Those improv mooks were disgusting. Perseus AWC, people were requesting more time on the podcast being roasted. Well, I hope they're happy. That hour was brutal. That troop sucked balls. MP3 upload, this is the worst show Carl has ever reviewed. Holy shit. Blaze 3 confesses, I never fast forward an episode, but this one made me sick. And Joggerlicious plays us out with, Hey Riddle Riddle is what Reddit would sound like if Reddit was a podcast. Yeah, I got a lot of complaints from people about uh, Hey Riddle Riddle. Oh. That was an annoying show. Oh. Holy shit. I believe um, the text message I got from Missy B was, Fuck you, Carl. Yeah. Was the- <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> Summed it up pretty well, I have to say. You've done... Pr- produce stuff you've done improv stuff mm-hmm. it was the bottom of the barrel of mm-hmm. both at the same mm-hmm. time so unfunny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yet very successful yeah they soldier on don't they again today's show very successful horrible show i want some of that horrible money yeah <laughs> internet money guy <laughs> all right let's go to the voicemails let's see what's doing hello carl and whoever else hosts WATP. I I can't really remember watching so many shows lately. I can't remember who's a potato and who's a pink man and whatever else. It's it's all kind of blending together. Anyway, I was going to do a whole skit of my uh, Patrick Michael impression, but I don't even know if it's that good. So let me know what you think of this. Talk about retarded. Talk about retarded. Anyway, uh, that's pretty good. Thank Talk you. Talk about Fuck retarded. You. And Vinny, you're fat. 
Goodbye. All right. Good stuff. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. All right, Vinny. Pipe down over there. <laughs> Get back to your pizza. All right. Um, so some people were sending me better punchlines for that um, riddle or joke, whatever it was. What does a horse say when it trips? Oh, yeah. What did the horse say when it trips? These colors are amazing. Not that hard, guys. All right. That's something. I get it. Yeah. I get it. All right. What else is uh, was happening here? Callback Curtis. Come calling into the show. Hey, it's Callback Curtis. That uh, Riddle Riddle podcast got me back in the game. Carl, can you uh, come up with a character for me to do an improv and a voicemailer? Come up with a situation? Call me back. Okay. Uh, for the character Mike Tyson... And the situation is less than 45 seconds. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Now go. Make it happen. Shit. I meant to play this one when Dick was here. I fucked up. Carl, I'll try and keep this quick. Uh, your buddy Dick Masterson uh, said, I don't know if you're familiar with old Mr. Beast and his fucking uh, tranny troon buddy Chris there. Yeah. But Dick, Dick Masterson believes that uh, marriage is what caused uh, Mr. Beast's buddy there to, to leave his wife and kids. Rather than go uh, through the divorce, uh, I think that's a fucking ice cold, awful take. Who? I mean, who in God's name would rather turn into a fucking dumb cunt broad rather than just like bite the bullet and divorce the fucking broad you're with? Oh, this guy's never been married. <laughs> okay. This is an absolutely awful take. I don't know if he's is Dick Messon like joking or if he's just being retarded. Well, he is a comedian. Yeah. So there's a clue. He's joking every now <laughs> what, what is he? What is this comic joking around or something? Uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, this dude's clearly just clearly. Uh, he, this Chris uh, Tranny Croon fucko is just a, a victim. Of the fucking modern day, you know, psyop, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But no, he ain't some fucking big brain saying, I'm going to get out of paying my beautiful smoke show 22 year old. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> it's too long of a voicemail. I'm sorry I missed Dick with that. My my bad. Um, oh, so there was a, a joke from Hey Riddle Riddle that I didn't understand and we didn't understand. Uh-oh. Yep. You weren't here, so you're off the hook. And uh, I had a lot of people very angrily telling me that I'm an idiot. Hey, Carl, I'm just calling about uh, the joke you may have misunderstood in the last episode involving the mosquito inside of Amber. It was, a, it was an incredibly clever play on words. You see, the mosquito is inside Amber, his girlfriend, but also the mosquito... Uh, is inside amber, like the amber inside of Jurassic Park. You know, the, the mosquito inside of the amber? Oh, so funny. Call me back. I don't. I can't remember what platform I was on, but I was going back and forth with this one guy who called me an idiot like 17 times in a row. I've never seen Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. I, just, I don't know if that makes me stupid. I just don't <laughs> not familiar with that movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Fine. <laughs> I was banging beaver. I'm it was, sorry. It was a Jesus. fucking uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park reference. Okay. All right. We lose. Now I get it. My bad. <laughs> hey, Carl. Nate from Flint, Michigan. Hey, out of the blue this week, my woman shoved a TikTok in my face of Burt Kreischer 
Gleek laughing at himself while Tom Sakura tried to pretend he wasn't dying inside. So an overwhelming urge to get in touch with podcast hitman came over me. So, Carl, much obliged <laughs> if you could set that up. Yep. You fine folks have a finer day. I like that podcast hitman will just, like, kill anyone's wife or girlfriend now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone with back bacon. Ugh. All right, one more here. Carl, the mosquito joke from Hey Riddle Riddle. The <laughs> Jurassic Park reference, you fucking idiot. Mosquitoes <laughs> trapped in amber. It doesn't make the joke funny at all. And I'm really disappointed in your lack of use from Alex Jones, but you're fucking dumb. All right, coming back. All right. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, you know, I try to research shit. That one just sounded so stupid to me. I'm like, that can't be a reference to anything. Right. But it was. My bad. I done fucked up. All right. That's enough for us. We got to go play an ice up show tonight. So we got to get prepared for that. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Okay, bye. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. Okay, folks. Guess what? The episode's over. (laughs) That was a great episode. That was really great. (laughs) Okay, bye. This is it. It's over. Okay? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. Goodbye.